small ship luxury in the Caribbean with Oceana Cruises. Stay tuned. guest today is Roy Southerns, a travel advisor with Cruise Holidays of Lawrence Park, located in Toronto, Ontario. No stranger to our program for his travel expertise, Roy makes his home in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and has cruised on most of the popular cruise lines. Hi, Roy. Welcome back to RTE Travel Talk. Hello, Ken. Good to see you again. Great to have you back with us, Roy. So listen, I've heard that, well, of course, we know it's that time of year that all our Canadian snowbirds head south to the winter for the winter. I heard you're just fresh off a ship in the Caribbean and visited some islands that are probably not always on the usual Eastern Caribbean itinerary. So I was kind of hoping today we could spend a little time talking about ship you're on, where did you sail, and give us a your skinny on the cruise. Well, I don't do anything skinny, but sure, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll give it a shot. I yes. hear you. I uh, I escaped the uh, minus thirty when we got on the airplane in Winnipeg, uh, flew down to Miami, and our itinerary was actually Southern Caribbean. It wasn't Eastern. And okay. Got to tell you, we got off the ship on Friday morning, and they had to pry me off. I did not want to leave that ship. We it was our first time sailing with Oceania. And we were on the Riviera. That ship has just been redone. And without benefit of having been on her before, I'm relying on other passengers who said that as beautiful as the ship was before with the refurb, it's even better. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous ship. Well, that must be saying something because I've been on the Riviera when she was here in Charlottetown. And it was gorgeous then. How many passengers were on board, Roy? Uh, well, the ship is uh, capable of just under 1,250. I don't know how full we were. The ship certainly did not feel full. There was nothing crowded. But it's interesting because this was the, in terms of ship size, the fourth smallest ship that we've been on. But in terms of passenger count, the second smallest. So when you look at the number of passengers, the space ratio is better and of course, you're looking at just over one and a half passengers to every crew member. And wow, does that ever make a big difference in, in the attentiveness that you enjoy? Wow. Wow. So is she one of the R-class ships? She's one of the O-class. Uh, her and uh, Marina are sisters. The R-class ships are the smaller ones, just under 700 passengers. Right. And there's some news. Uh, well, it's not news by any stretch of the imagination, but in just a few months in May, uh, the Vista will make her appearance, and she's ever slightly larger than the Riviera and the Marina, and just slightly fewer passengers, up to 1,200. So, and the other big news that did happen while we were away, they've announced the naming of the the second new class. The Allura will be the new ship coming out in 2025, sister to the Vista. Fantastic. So, so tell us a little bit about where you sailed from. You, you departed from Miami? We sailed from Miami, mm -hmm. and we had started with a couple of sea days. We went down to St. Kitts. Okay. I've never been to St. Kitts before. Unfortunately, we had a, a scenic train ride planned, but the train broke. So oh, dear. <laughs> we had a relaxing day in port. Then we went to St. Vincent, had a okay. nice tour around the island, and um, I may have sampled a little bit of rum punch. Because <laughs> you're in the Caribbean and you really need to try the rum punch. When in the, when in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. From there, we went to Dominica and did a tour up to the rainforest. And I've seen some pretty narrow and windy 
steep roads before, but I don't think I've ever seen narrow and windy steep roads quite like we saw in Dominica. And I salute the bus driver. I could not do what he did. Uh, <laughs> and I might have sampled some rum punch in Dominica as well. <laughs> After that, we went to St. Bart's. St. Bart's, when you take a look in the harbor, made me think of a miniature version of either uh, Monaco or uh, Portofino. Oh, really? Uh, the yachts were, were something to behold. And I just sort of dreamed about shopping in all of the label stores that were surrounding us. After that, we went to San Juan. San Juan is one of my favorite cities. I love old San Juan. It's, you know, like Quebec City, one of the two only, or the one of the only two walled cities in right. North America. And it's always fun to wander around, although this time we just had a relaxing day on board. We were supposed to go to Puerto Plata in the Dominican Republic, but uh, winds being what they were, there was sustained winds up over 25 knots, and it's a little tricky to get into that port. So we had a, an unscheduled sea day and then back to Miami. It was a 10-night cruise, and it was just glorious. So of all those ports, what was your favorite port of call? Oh, um, Dominique was fun. I, I really enjoyed the, the ride and the bus and the trip up to the rainforest. The other one, and even though we did stay on board, San Juan is always one of my favorites. Yes. Lots of history there. Yeah. So do, do you have any tips or advice for folks that are visiting these islands? Well, first off, <clears throat> and especially if, if you're sort of bald like me, you want to protect yourself from the sun, hats, sunscreen, uh, that sort of thing. But take a look at what's available in in terms of what you like to do. Uh, I'm not a beach person at all, but there are some amazing beaches and there are some real beach people that go cruising. There's snorkeling, there's tubing, there's, there's tours like the ones that we did. Uh, just scenic tours that are easy. Sometimes in the Caribbean, you can go zip lining and hiking and, you know, all sorts of things. So it, it really depends on what you like to do. There's something for everybody almost everywhere in the Caribbean. Right on, right on. The trips and tours, could they, are they at part of does Oceana provide those or are those ones that you buy separately? Well, in, in our case, we chose uh, to use the Oceana excursions, but mm -hmm. there are vendors available that you can do independent shore excursions. Right. If you're going to do that, make sure that your tour operator guarantees that you will be back to the ship on time because with any shore excursion, unless you've gone with the cruise line, if you're not back on time, the ship is not going to wait for you. Anyone who has cruised has seen pier runners and i have been on excursions from the cruise line that are late getting back and the ship was sitting there waiting for us right um, so if you're going to use a, a an independent vendor make sure that they're going to guarantee you to be back or that they've got a process in place to get you to the next port uh and all covered on their dime if you're not back yes that's that's good advice for because when you get off these ships, you do have people standing there trying to take you here or take you there. And Absolutely. That all sounds sounds great in the moment, but all of a sudden if something happens, you got a, you got a bit of an issue. I look at the price you pay through the cruise line uh, as a little bit of an insurance policy. And I've used independent tour operators before, but it's a vendor that we work with and and they do guarantee that 
you're back to the ship on time. And so I'm, I'm not afraid of those, but you just yeah. need to be careful when you're making your choices. Exactly, exactly. So you had three sea days in total. How was, what did you do on board? How was, how was the ship for onboard activities and entertainment? We did a lot of relaxing. I had some great conversations with people, but there's, there is entertainment. Uh, on this ship, we had the string quartet, did a lot of chamber music, really, really nice. There's a dance band on board. There's the ship's company that does the shows. There's bingo, there's trivia, all sorts of things. Right. Uh, a beautiful library on board. Of course, lots of people like to avail themselves of the spa. So even on one of the smaller ships like this, where they don't have the great big Broadway production shows on a on a big proscenium stage that you'll right. find some of the bigger ships, uh, there's no shortage of entertainment or things to do. And I we were in the tropics, so we, even though I'm a Scotch drinker, we uh, went to uh, the the bar by the pool and. I went through the tropical cocktails on the menu, sort of one at a time as we went through the cruise. So all sorts of things to do. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned um, there, there's a company on board that does stage shows. Is so there's a smaller type stage show that's available. That's correct. There's dancers right. and singers, and, right. and uh, they've done some broad. They did some Broadway reviews and and right. Hollywood musical reviews, that sort of thing. Just more intimate and fun, kind of fun. Very events. intimate and kind of fun, yes, yeah. yes. And and ironically, uh, pe some people are really huge on the entertainment. We found ourselves having dinner a little later and engaging in really interesting conversations with people. And before we knew it, we'd missed the shows, but we were just engrossed in what we were doing and having a good time and meeting people. So we weren't overly worried about that. Right on, right on. You mentioned earlier about the stateroom. Well, we we were in a standard veranda room. And right. my understanding is that the room used to have a bathtub and a shower. Right. And what they've done is they've taken the bathtub out, put the shower there. They've taken the shower out and put a cabinet in. So where usually I use a, a shoe organizer and we, we put stuff hang, hung on the bathroom door, to organize everything we had shelf or drawer space for everything no storage problems whatsoever in fact we still had drawers left over so and the room itself i could certainly do a long cruise in in that standard veranda and we've we've sailed a fair bit on princess and the room is only slightly smaller than what a mini suite would be on on one of the princess ships that we've been on how was the balcony good sized balcony very good sized balcony, a couple of mm -hmm. chairs and, and a table out there. A typical balcony on a on a cruise ship. I mean, yeah. it, we we weren't in a suite, so it wasn't one of the really big uh, spacious balconies. But still, it was a very comfortable balcony to sit on. We had a comment a few uh, weeks ago from one of our subscribers and viewers talking about Oceana. They were on board one of the R-Class ships, and they weren't exactly thrilled with the size of the room on the R-Class, kind of indicating that it wasn't really as big as what you would get on a princess ship. Now, there's a big difference between the R-Class ships, which, the, which are the smaller, and the O-Class. I get the feeling from listening to you that that's not an issue on these O-Class ships, because that was a good-sized room, and it you, you mentioned it compared favorably to princess a princess mini suite well i would say it was slightly smaller but yeah very very similar size to a princess mini suite right one of oceana's claims to fame one of their taglines is small ship luxury how did that pan out for you does that do, do they live up to that tagline small ship luxury first of all the the crew ratio speaks for itself with you know just 
I think it's 1.56 passengers to every crew member. And, you know, on some of the mass market cruises, you're going to see one to three, one to three and a half, at best one to two and a half. So the crew ratio is marvelous. But my husband has celiac. Okay. And we The room wasn't ready when we came in. We went up to the, the buffet, mentioned that another supervisor from food services was called over whose responsibility was to look after people with dietary needs. Went through the process. The menu is delivered to the room, slightly different than what's done on other cruise lines where you get the menu in the dining room for the next night. But there's a there's a grill, Waves Grill, and somebody was raving about the hot dog. So I decided I wanted a hot dog for lunch <laughs> one day. And, and my husband loves his gluten-free pasta at lunch. Right. So we asked one of the supervisors if it would be possible to get his gluten-free pasta. Normally, he would have it in the dining room or the buffet. And because there was a standing order, the supervisor in waves called down to the galley, spoke to the chef. His pasta was prepared for him the way he wanted it. It was brought to the waves grill and was so hot he had to let it cool down. You would not see that level of service in one of the larger mass market cruise lines. So yeah, the absolute good customer service very attentive if something went bump they they did respond i was i was pleased i was very very impressed with oceana excellent excellent now they also claim to have the finest cuisine at sea under the tutelage of uh, jacques papin how did you how did you find the food you may notice that i like food <laughs> me too <laughs> um, we found the food lovely absolutely lovely and and again with same with the gluten-free accommodation. And one of the things you asked about things to do on board, when they when they talk about the finest cuisine at sea, they also have cooking classes on the O-class ships. Okay. So quite a big teaching classroom with a chef. And I even though I love eating it, I don't like preparing it. So I do not partake in the uh, cooking classes. But yeah, the food is lovely. We The other nice thing with, with Oceana, the specialty restaurants, with the exception of La Reserve, which is a very, very special wine pairing uh, dinner. The specialty restaurants are included. So Riviera has four. Jacques, which is French. Uh, it has Polo, which is steakhouse. It has red ginger and it has an Italian. And so we had four reservations. We had one in each and they were absolutely lovely. Absolutely. And no cover charge. No cover charge on the specialty dining. It is included. And that's one of the other nice things with Oceana. Soft drinks and specialty coffees are also included uh, in your fare. When Oceana presents itself uh, online, they talk about what they call O-Life Choice. Can you spend a couple of minutes and tell us about what O-Life Choice is? And did you did you make use of it? What's the story on O-Life Choice? So with O-Life Choice, the, one of the other taglines in their marketing is your world, your way. So right. uh, O-Life Choice includes airfare and transfers. Okay. And it includes one device on Wi-Fi. Right. Uh, but you then have a choice of either an onboard credit or a shore excursion package or the beverage package. So you can sort of pick and choose. If if you're not one to partake in, <clears throat> in spirits and wine and beer, you may find a better value in choosing the a shore excursion package or an onboard credit that you can use in the spa or the the shops, uh, and so on. So that flexibility is there. You can also, if you want, elect a cruise-only fare without the O-Life. 
Right. But you can also, if you choose the O life, but you don't want their air, you want to do your own air, you can get an air credit. So there's a variety of different approaches that you can take with respect to the fare. And you just need to work with uh, your travel advisor as you do your booking, but just be aware that you've got those choices. Right. So it allows you to customize customize the package that you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that was an interesting itinerary that you did. Does Oceana repeat that itinerary week in, week out? Or or are there certain times of the year when you'd only see that itinerary once it's sold out, it's sold out and they don't repeat it? It's not a simple question to answer. And and Mm -hmm. I say that because Oceana will hang around in an area for a period on occasion, like Alaska, the Caribbean, French Polynesia, the Mediterranean. You can see some repetition, but not a lot. So it's really easy to build back-to-back or back-to-back-to-back cruises without uh, repeating a whole lot of port. Right. So the takeaway from that is if you see something, an itinerary on Oceania that you like, then you probably want to book it because you may... There's there's a chance in the following year you may not see the same itinerary. That is possible. And when I look at cruising... And when I work with people, I sort of look at, well, where do you want to go? When do you want to go? And and some cruise lines and Oceana can fit into this category. If if where you want to go is more important, you may have to rely on them for when you go. If uh, when you go is more important, then you may get to pick and choose where you go. So it, sometimes it may not necessarily a lineup that where and when are going to work at the same time. But the the Oceana itineraries are are rich with ports and longer times in ports and, and overnights. And plus, you've got the great Oceana service. Those are the things that, set, that sets Oceana apart. Indeed. Indeed. Demographics on board, Roy. Is this is this a cruise I'm going to take the kid, the grandkids on? I wouldn't suggest it. There were some kids on board, but there isn't a kids program and at 64, I was in the in the younger range. There were some people younger than me. Uh, right. Make no mistake about it. But it's it's not it's not a ship or a cruise line that has something for everyone. I would say that Oceana is certainly an older crowd, fun crowd, interesting crowd. But uh, I wouldn't bring a lot of kids on board. Good advice. Good advice. What is the best time of year to book an Oceana cruise in the Caribbean? Right. I would say that. Any time Oceana is anywhere, it's a good time to book. The itineraries are curated carefully by Oceana. Right. And so they are where they want to be when people want to be there. And they make great choices. So long story short, if you're a snowbird like us, you're going to find Oceana in the Caribbean at the time, months, months of the year that we want to go. And if you're not a snowbird, you can just look at Oceana and they're going to be where you want to be at the, at the best times of year. I agree. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Roy, this is really super information for those folks who want to cruise in the Caribbean every winter and may want to try a new cruise line with different ports of call. Is there anything else you would advise people who might be looking to book Oceana in the Caribbean? I I just I think you you're making a good choice. Uh, If you look at Oceana, we were very, very happy. This, as I mentioned earlier, this was our first time sailing with them. I've wanted to sail with Oceana for the last 10 years since before I got into the business. They did not let me down. Uh, we were very satisfied, very happy. I I will I know we'll be back on Oceana and I 
can happily recommend them to anyone who's looking to sail with them. Sounds like a plan. So if folks wanted to reach out to you about a possible Oceana cruise in the future, what's the best way to get hold of you, Roy? Well, probably the easiest would be my email, which is rsouthens, R-S-U-T-H-O-N-S, at cruiseholidays.com, and that's a new email address for us. For a Toronto local call, 416-523-4509, and a Winnipeg local call, 431-374-7619. Perfect. And they can always find you on the website, Hooked on Cruising, and give you a call. Sounds great. I look forward to helping somebody find a wonderful adventure. Well, Roy, that sounds great. I always like to ask my guests where they're off to next. What's what's your, What do you have in the mill for the, the rest of 23? Well, <laughs> in May, we're heading off to Alaska on the Koningsdam with, and uh, in June, we board Azamara Pursuit in Southampton, doing a 16-night Norway intensive itinerary that finishes up in Copenhagen in, on July 10th. Super. That uh, Norway intensive sounds uh, like an interesting adventure. We'll have to have you back to uh, regale us with all your exploits. It will be my pleasure. All right, my friend. So with that, I'm just going to wish you safe and happy cruising on all your future cruises and adventures. May the wind always be at your back, and I hope to see you on a little deck soon. Uh, breakfast on the aft deck as the sun rises over the sea will be perfect. Sounds like a plan to me. Take care, Roy. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. A very special thanks to my guest, Roy Southerns of Cruise Holidays of Lawrence Park. If you'd like to reach Roy, I will leave his contact information in the description. If you'd like to reach us, simply send a question to questions at realtravelexperts.com, visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or leave a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this content, a like, subscribe, and a ring of the bell is certainly appreciated and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels! <laughs> <laughs>